I'm going to talk a little bit about what we were saying earlier, and that is that um, God gives seed to the sower and bread for food, it says. Okay, so in the scripture, it says that he gives us seed. When we ask, we petition, we ask requests, we ask him for things. And when he's giving you the best stuff, he's giving it to you as a seed. And the reason that he gives it to you as a seed is because seeds are more powerful. If he gave you the thing, you know, they have the saying, teach a man to fish. I mean, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach him how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime, right? It's a similar concept. God does give us seed and we are a seed. We are God's seed, you know, so you know this. So the potential is within the seed. So sometimes when we're, we're getting an idea, God gives us ideas, godly ideas. They come into our mind as a thought, okay? So this works in the positive and negative. I'm not going to talk about the negative too much, okay? You know the negative. You get a, a, a thought, just this is all I'm going to say about it. You get a thought, you know it's not from God. Don't meditate on it. Just leave it. Don't think about it again. It came in, it left. You'd be like, oh, I had a thought. It was bad. What am I going to do now? Well, you don't even know where that came from. That didn't come from you. It came from the outside. So just leave it. Don't even give it an extra thought. You get a thought in you, oh, I should worry about this. I should worry about that. Just leave it. If you leave a thing and you don't take care of it, it goes away, right? So wrong thoughts, ignore. Now, back to the positive. God gives us good thoughts. He gives us godly thoughts. And he gives us ideas and witty inventions. So he can give us a thought, an invention or whatever. And he, it always comes as just a thought. Hey, maybe I should, you know, like, you're playing an instrument now that you weren't playing before. Why? Because I had an idea. I'd like to play this instrument. Okay, well, I don't know how to play it. Well, of course you don't know how to play it. It's just an idea. But I don't know if I'm any good at it. Well, you're not any good at it. You've never played it before. <laughs> but So that's a bad idea. No, it's not a bad idea. It's a great idea, right? Because this is an idea that you never had before, and it's one that will make you give, bring joy to you. You know, I'm going to play this instrument now. Okay, we'll go for it. Yeah, but everyone says it's a dumb idea. You're not everyone. Stop listening to everybody. Listen to what the Lord's telling you in your heart. If it's a good idea, go for it. Follow that path. So I'm talking about good thoughts now. I'm talking about good ideas that come as a seed, right? Remember, seeds don't look like the plants that come from the seed. So thoughts are seeds. And God gives us godly thoughts, godly ideas, ideas that are not like, I should, you know, not religious thoughts. They're different, okay? <laughs> religious thoughts are not godly thoughts. God gives us godly thoughts, godly ideas, witty inventions, things that start. So there's things that he says, go down this path and you could have this thing, okay? Because people want God to do everything for them. He doesn't do it for you because it's more fun when you do it. You know, if everything was just handed to you, you'd be like... Well, there it is again, you know. Now, sometimes we do need those kind of miracles. Those are those are times where we just need, I don't have all the resources, and God gives us the resources. So he's not like, oh, you know, I'm not giving you the resources. You haven't worked hard enough. He doesn't do things like that. That's not him. That's not his heart, okay? He's not looking for you to earn something. He's You You don't need, you didn't need to earn it. Everything you ever earned from God was was on the negative side, okay? It all was in the minus column. It's like pluses and minuses. They're all minuses. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he loves you. <laughs> he loves you for who you are and who he sees you. You're, you are who you are in Christ. Well, he loves me for my potential. No, he loves you for who you are right now. 
But what about my potential? Doesn't isn't it because he knows what I can become? No, he knows who you are. That's a big difference, you guys. Don't let religion tell you that kind of stuff. Oh, he loves you for your potential because he knows what you could be. No, he loves you for who you are right now. Think about it like this. When Jesus is on the cross, right? He's there, and there's a guy on this on either side of him, and they are hardened criminals, and they've done some very, very bad things. Very bad, because they're being crucified. So you know that whatever it is they did was pretty bad. And one of the guys is like, and Jesus looks over one of the guys, he goes, I'll see you today in paradise. <laughs> well, what did he do? Only bad stuff. And then guess what? He's dead. So could he have ever fixed that? No. And some people teach reincarnation. That's garbage. That guy didn't get reincarnated. He died and met Jesus in paradise. He didn't reincarnate nothing. He didn't get to earn his way back up to God. He didn't, you don't earn your way to God. You cannot earn your way to God. Jesus told, remember when in, in John 3, and he told Nicodemus, he goes, you can't even go to heaven unless you're born there. Don't you understand? You don't just get into heaven. You have to be born from above. You have to be born from heaven. But you're identified in Christ, and Christ tells you your origin. Your origin's from above. But if you live a separated mindset, you can't see the kingdom. Remember what he said? You can't see the kingdom because you can't even see yourself makes sense when you think about it, right? So anyway, God puts seeds of potential within our hearts. Now, guess who sees those seeds of potential? We have an enemy. Remember what it talks about when Jesus was given the parable of the sower? He says the sower sows the seed and it goes into hard ground. And then what comes when it goes into the hard ground? Birds come. What are birds? Those are evil spirits, right? They come and they try to steal it. How do they steal it? Oh, that's a terrible idea. You shouldn't do that. So many people have tried and they've never been able to do it. You know, you tried to play an instrument before and it wasn't, didn't work out, you know. Things like that. These are thoughts that come into our mind where God put a potential in there and then these discouraging thoughts come to try to combat that. So we resist it, but we don't resist it in ourselves. We resist it in, in Christ. So we use the potential. We say, look, I am going to follow Christ. I'm going to allow Christ to bring the increase. We sow the seed, he brings the increase, okay? So these are very powerful things. Thoughts are extremely powerful, extremely powerful. People have no idea how powerful their thoughts are. One day, someone had a thought to go to the moon. Just as an example. <laughs> And now we went to the moon. Someone had an idea to create something that you could sit in that could transport you across the ground to another place. Oh, that's a good idea. Well, we're all in those right now. What are they called? Cars, trucks. Someone had an idea that if they got in this rickety old <laughs> wooden flappy thing <laughs> that they could push that thing out and fly through the air. And a lot of people had that idea. And if you ever watched that, you saw a lot of failed inventions and ideas, but the Wright brothers got it right. That's why they're the Wright brothers. And they actually flew and created an airplane. And now people fly every single day, all day. But you know, back in the early 1800s, if you had that idea, people would be like, you are out of your mind, Jamin. You telling me you want to stick two people in some rickety old wooden thing and fly through the air? You know what that looks like? 
a death trap, right? That's what people say because they discourage you because those, this is, this is, they call it the crab mentality. You know, all the crabs in the bucket, you can just leave them all in the bucket. They'll never get out. You know why you, if you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket with, and it's open on the top and they'll never get out. You know why? Because they always end up pulling each other back down into the bucket. So you could just leave it there open with a bunch of crabs and none of the crabs will ever get out because the second someone's about to get out, the other crabs will pull them back down because they're all trying to get out at the same time. It's called crab mentality. So you're always going to find that right in the world. So you can just ignore that completely because the crab mentality exists. Okay. You're going to always see this, but I'm not saying it as in, so you got to remember you got, you got motivational speaking, right? So you can be motivational. Let's be motivational. Let's get out there. Let's do it. But I'm actually saying it more in union with Christ rather than just motivate yourself. Because at some point you lose your motivation, right? You lose the, you know, you're just like, oh, I'm so discouraged. I don't want to try anymore. And that's because you, you lost the source. You lost the source of the motivation. You thought you were motivating yourself. So you want to self-motivate. So we have motivational speakers and they come up every Sunday to motivate everybody to get back at it, right? But that's not what Christ is. Christ isn't your motivational speaker. He's your source, when you separate yourself from your source, you lose the potential drive that you have within yourself to overcome things that have come against you in life because in Christ, you realize that he overcame it. See where all your effort disappears now? So now, instead of me trying to drive up more potential within myself by having power thoughts, I realize that the thoughts came from above. Above. Above thoughts. The source of the thought came from above. I have submitted myself to that thought. And now that thought comes not from my source, but from his potential within me. You see? So you always go back into him. You're never trying to get yourself to do a thing. It's always just receiving. I'm a receiver of God, not a generator. You see, you know what I'm saying? It's a different thing. You're getting your strength from the Lord, not from you. So we motivational speech is fine and everything, but here's what the problem is. It breaks because it's lower realm. Okay? If I find my source in Christ, there is nothing that can come against me. Nothing. Because it's not my ability. It's Christ's ability. It's a big difference. And I'm trying to draw the line, the distinction between that and the motivational speech that you hear weekly in many places. Motivational speech is about you. Did you do enough? Did you give enough? Did you go to enough meetings? Did you memorize enough? You see? And there is a being that wants those. They're religious spirits. And they want more and more and more. And there's never an end because they're always thirsty. Because that's what the way they are. And you can see that in Enoch. So anyway, so, but God gives us seed. God gives us seed. <laughs> and he gives it to us because he loves us. And when we ask for a thing, and he says, I know what thing you want. He gives us seed for that thing. How long does it take for a thing to grow? Guess what else you find out? If you've ever gardened, every single plant is different. 
Every single one. Oh, well, I sewed and I got this. And I did it and I got this. Well, guess what? It's called variety. And it's called how long does it take for the thing to come up? I don't know. Consistency. Consistency in what? In my heart meditation. What I'm thinking on, what I'm meditating on, over time, it builds up, it grows into something amazing. You see, that's the, that's the way it works. The more that we stay in that thought that God gave us, that knowledge of him, and guess what you're going to have to do? Ignore <laughs> everything else. <laughs> Ignore it. Just ignore it. What kind of work do you have to do? The work of ignoring. I ignore thoughts that have nothing to do with him. I ignore thoughts that are contrary to what God told me. I ignore them. Just You can safely ignore the devil. You, you definitely can. I have to fight him. No, you just have to ignore him. Jesus fought him and he beat him. Right? So now he has no um, power over you. The only power Satan has over people is power that they just gave him because he tricked them. <laughs> so don't be tricked into giving him anything. He has nothing. Okay. So we can safely ignore those things. All right. So that is seed. And that is the potential of seed within each one of us. Okay. To create, to enjoy. The other thing is this. And I want to add it back in because I said it earlier because I'm talking about seed. Your value is not found in the things that you do. And your value is not found in the things that you have. Your value is found in the person who has made you, who knows you. They set your value. And you are owned by them. And guess who that person is? Love. Love loves you, owns you, and believes you to have the highest value of everything that love has made and love was willing to give everything to show you how valuable you are so it wasn't just words it was deeds okay so this is the heart of the father this is the heart of the father for his family for his sons his daughters, and we're all sons, okay? Sons are male and female. We are his sons. We are, because you know, sons is like son of the right hand, right? You know, son of God, right? It's high level. There is no distinction in him, okay? He sees us as his family and he loves us so much. So yes, he gives us seeds. He gives us ideas. But the greatest seed of all is Christ himself and the love of God within us. And that love gets cultivated by the things that we do. That love is the greatest seed. It is the biggest harvest. It is the actual substance that transforms all of the earth. The whole earth will completely change. Everything about it, the creation itself, the animals, the birds, the, the, the plants, the way that the ground even responds to us, the way the air moves, everything about the creation is going to change. And it is responding to sons of God who know who they are, who operate in the love of the Father and have allowed that seed, because the Bible talks about the seed, receiving the seed 
into you. The seed is the word of God. Okay. <laughs> it's the word of God, Jesus himself. <laughs> and it produces the most amazing things. Okay. So the more that we stay in that and meditate on that and think on that, it produces a harvest, the Bible says, of righteousness. Righteousness. Righteousness is, is something that we receive. It's not a thing that you go work yourself up into. Does the fruit have to figure out, I mean, does the, does the tree have to figure out how to make fruit? No, fruit is a natural, it's a natural thing. If you look in Galatians, you know, and it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, you guys have heard about the fruit of the Spirit, and then what's the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit? The works of the flesh, or the works of the soul. One of them's fruit, which is a natural byproduct, the other is works, which is a non-natural byproduct. In other words, you got to work at that. You got to work at it in order to be envious, in order to be, you know, proud. That's a work. You got to work. The natural thing is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, right? It comes off of you because you bear fruit because you're connected to the vine who is Christ. Perfect, right? So that's the thing that we receive in him. So ideas come to us. They come from above. You know, it would be nice of you to, that's a high thought. Be nice of you to love that person. That'd be, that's a good idea. Why don't you love that person? Hmm. No. <laughs> oh, you just rejected the wrong thought. <laughs> I'm going to try again. Why don't you love that person? You know, they're loved by that person over there. But why don't you love them too? You know, that's a conversation. <laughs> they're not nice, Lord. I didn't ask you if they were nice. I asked you to love. Yeah, but if I love them, they're just going to take that love and waste it. Oh, but do they waste it? They don't. <laughs> what about God's love? Did he sit there and evaluate each one to determine which one he would love? No, he loves them all the same. That's the kind of love you have. You've already got it. So the conversation of do I love is answered quite simply in how does God love? That's how I love. Yeah, but what about my soul? It's telling me that that's a stupid idea. Your soul's wrong. <laughs> Your soul's completely wrong. Yeah, but I'll never see it. I'll never see anything back from that love. They don't have anything to give me. Mm, that sounds like the flesh to me or the soul, doesn't it? That's the highest form of love. The highest form of love is when you love and a person has nothing to give you back. That's the highest form. It's the most amazing love. It's love that transforms that's the kind of love you want to operate in. Transformational love. The love of God transforms us. Listen, you can see this anytime. When you love something and you nurture it, it looks amazing. Why? Because you loved it. A plant, you love the plant. You see people are like, I'm not a good, I don't have a green thumb. Well, keep trying. Speak to your plants. You know, love them. When you love a thing, it transforms. It's transformational love, and it comes from above. It's the only kind that there is that's the best. The other stuff is not from above. 
You see what I'm saying? That's the best stuff. And you're like, oh, but I'm not working. You are. You're being worked on. You're allowing the love to transform the way you think. So you have these conversations with the Lord. Hey, I have an idea. Love that person. Gonna love them. How am I gonna love them? I'm gonna give them something. Okay. I'm gonna say something nice to them. I'm gonna compliment them today. You know, they have nothing to give me. Excellent. That's the best. That's the best one. Because, <laughs> you know, in the world, people give things to people because they're expecting something back. Is that not the way of the world? If you haven't learned that yet, you will. The world is like this. They want something from you because they may have something that you want. Now we trade. We trade. We trade. Trading. I'm kind to you, so you'll be kind to me. You're mean to me. Oh, looks like we just broke our contract. Time for me to be mean. You see? That's the world. And Jesus is like, you're mean to me. I love you. You take this, I give this to you. <laughs> it's upside down, right? But this love is the love from above, and it transforms us into the image of the one. Christ. Now that we activated ourselves into this realm of love, into this realm of what? Seed, which is the love of God that transforms us, that changes things around us. Now the religious system wants something from you. It wants your spiritual potential so it can energize it and sell it for cheap stuff. But you have not been brought into that kingdom. You have been brought into the kingdom of the son of his love. And the manifestation of the love of God comes naturally through you as you submit yourself to the father. And as we're submitted to the father, like Jesus was submitted to the father, he said, not my will, but your will be done. As we are submitted to the father, the love of God will continue on us until it transforms everything about our lives and everything around us changes and turns into a beautiful garden. And it doesn't happen instantly. It happens over time. It's one step. It's one thought. One thought can change your whole life for the better. So God gave us Jesus. You know, the word logos. Logic. His thoughts. I have thoughts. They're not very good. You know, they're not compared to God's thoughts. They're kind of weak. They're weak thoughts. <laughs> I have some thoughts, God. And he's like, yeah, that's cute. You know, but he has thoughts and his thoughts are perfect. They are so perfect because they not only work right now, but they also have something going on with time space where they work into an eternal place where in the future they work too. And some, and, and, and in the past, and I don't even know how he does that. So he does things that are beyond our comprehension, okay? Receiving those thoughts, yes. I'm not talking about smart thoughts. I'm talking about heart thoughts. Heart thoughts. Does that make sense? So when I say thinking, because we're so Greek, everything's Greek, 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 right? When I say thinking, you're thinking, your, your thoughts are saying, oh, smart thoughts. I got to think a lot. I got to be smart. No, no, no. 
I'm talking about heart thoughts. Heart thoughts are God's thoughts in my heart. What I meditate on, what I ponder, right? They're his thoughts here. Did you know that your heart thinks? Even has a voice, right? The inward man, the inner thoughts. Not this. This is weak <laughs> compared to this. Now, you could be a smart person. That's fine. It's fine to be smart. And God doesn't have a problem. He's not intimidated by your mind at all. Be like, I have questions. I have questions, God. He's like, what are they? Let me know. I'll answer them. He answers every question, every single question. Now, some people are like, well, I don't know. I don't know if he did. Well, <laughs> I think that you probably didn't like the answer, but he did answer the question, right? So he does answer questions, but he doesn't allow you to be in a place that he that is not good for you. So he's not going to agree with that. Yeah, but I asked him this and this and this. Well, but it's not it's not right. Well, I wanted their stuff. Well, you can't have their stuff. That's their stuff. Why won't God give me their stuff? Well, it's not yours to have. Why don't you ask God to bless you with those things too? He will. He does. He blesses us with so many good things. And you know what? The best way, be thankful in everything. When you're thankful, you know what it does? It opens up this massive. So this is a, thankfulness is, is a heart thought, okay, that God gives us that opens up massive amounts of blessing. Because when you have a, a thought that says, I'm thankful, you say, I like this. That's what you're saying to the Lord. I like this. And he's like, oh, you like this? Here's some more, right? When you say and you complain and you're like, I don't have enough. I don't have to do da, 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 da. What you're doing is you're creating a, um, a mindset around yourself that is just negative. There's nothing to give you because you haven't said what you like. You only said what you don't like. <laughs> so you could end up with more of that because you're only talking about what you don't like. So you haven't provided any space for angels to work for you because you're like, I have nothing to work with. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So one of the thoughts that he gives us, love, which love, again, is the most powerful thing that there is. There's nothing more powerful than him. Okay. But thankfulness is, an, is a thought that opens up entire realms of blessing that you probably had no idea. And it's completely effortless. Like you don't have to do anything to get it. You don't get from God because you give. You get from God because he gives to you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They have like this back and forth trading thing in the religious system. That's not how it works. His grace is ever abundant. You know, his grace is beyond our comprehension and the things he gives us is way more than we needed. It's way more. You know why? Because what we give is way more because we're operating in that realm of superabundance. There's no, but there's, listen, there's nothing that you need that you will not receive from the Lord. Nothing. There's not a single thing. He'll give you everything and then he'll give you a lot extra so that you can be like him. So he'll, so you can do more, you can do extra. But living in that place, okay, operating out of that place, and I don't mean live beyond your means. I mean live in a place of thankfulness and generosity with what he's given you, and, and that is that place that it continues. Thoughts the same way. A generous mindset, a thankful mindset opens up giant realms in the spirit for things to pour in. And guess what? And you're going to be the most tempted to be negative when you have the most potential to receive. 
when you have the, in other words, <laughs> when you are in a spot, okay, to, to like really go for it, where there's seed that is coming to you that is so powerful, that is when your highest temptation is to be negative. I'm, it is true. It is true. It does happen a lot because, the, because you're sitting in a power position in the spirit. Like you're in a place where you can make massive decisions that can make major things happen for you. So again, God doesn't, isn't missing anything. He didn't, he didn't miss anything. He's, he's literally never missed anything. He's perfect. Nothing he's done is broken. Okay. Yeah. But what about all the broken stuff? Well, the broken stuff leads to the fixed stuff. It does. It totally does. Right. Even us dead to sin. We died in him. Why? It's completely broken. But we're alive in Christ. Why is that? Because the fruit of righteousness came through Christ, not through your works. Your works can't make you righteous. What you do does not make you righteous. It just doesn't. It can't. It's impossible. It's the nature. If I'm a plant, I'm not going to bark like a dog. It just doesn't work like that. It's the nature. You see what I'm saying? I can distort that into any shape I want to. It still does not change the fact that that's a plant, not a dog. Okay? Those are two completely different things. You are a son of God. <laughs> no matter how you act, you are a son of God. No matter how much you try to get away from it, you are a son of God. No matter how much you feel like you have to do this, that, and the other to be accepted by this, that, and the other, you're still a son of God. It doesn't matter. And guess what? All those people that are putting pressure on you, guess what they are? Sons of God, too. <laughs> Do they realize it? Not right now, but they will. We all will. We've all been brought into him. What Christ did was so perfect, and his kingdom, the Bible says, has no end. To the end of his government, there is no end. And not only is there no end, it increases exponentially. Is that my closing music? It's your closing music, Jamie. Yeah, we do need to turn to Christmas. So, it does have it, yeah. All right. Okay, so I think my music is playing, so that means that I probably should stop. But, um, so again, receiving the Word of God, the potential that we have within us is very powerful. The seeds are thoughts. God gives seed to the sower. He'll give you thoughts. One of the thoughts he gives us, that's the mo one of the more powerful ones, is I'm in him and he's in me. You're in me, he says. That's what he says to us, okay? <laughs> and, I, and then I say, and I'm in him and he's in me, right? That's a very powerful thought, okay? We can think about those things. Yes, Jesus loves me. We can think that thought, right? So anyway, read... Right. And the thoughts that God has are exemplified in Yeshua himself. You can see him in, you can see the perfected will of God within Yeshua. The perfected will, the matured, he's the mature son. That's good. He's the mature son. Yeshua is the mature son of God. Yeah. 
right? And we see that in Jesus. We see it in Yeshua. He is God's thoughts physically. <laughs> He's the physical representation of God's thoughts. It's amazing. Anyway, lots to ponder there, lots to think about. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for giving us Jesus, giving us your thoughts, giving us seed and power. We rest in you. We cease from our own work. And we rest in your work. Thank you for bringing us in. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.